This is the DL Power Couple Podcast. I'm Dominique. And I'm Miss Latrice. Coming at you. Today's topic is about the invisible injury, also known as post-concussion syndrome. We wanted to discuss this topic because it's something I've been dealing with for the past two and a half years, and not many people know about it. So let's get started. When did your concussion occur? My concussion occurred January 16th of 2016. I'm lying. My concussion occurred January 26th of 2016. And I was in a dance improv class where a student went as fast and as quickly as she could, or as fast and as hard as she could. She hit my chin with her head. Okay. And um, you remember the exact date. I was thinking you would give me like a... A year. Or just like a kind of a month time frame. But No, I remember that day like it was yesterday because it literally changed my entire life. Like not even being dramatic, it changed literally my entire life. Okay, well what did you notice in yourself directly after? Well, originally when I got hit, I just remember thinking like, dang, she just hit me in my chin, like, but I'm cool. Everybody was looking at me like, what is going on? Is she doing all right? And I just remember my teacher at the time, she basically said like, you know, you can sit down if you need to. And I really honestly didn't think that I would have any long-term injury or anything like that. I thought like, oh, I just need five minutes to sit still and I'll be cool. And then five minutes later, my right side of my jaw um, or my cheek, not my jaw, but my cheek, felt like somebody had punched me there. So even though I got hit in the chin, it felt like somebody like rocked me in the right side of my uh, cheek. And I just had this throbbing pain. I was feeling a little lightheaded, a little dizzy. So I just said, you know what, I'm going to sit out the rest of the class. And this accident or the injury occurred at the beginning of the class. And this was like a whatever the power hour time frame was. What was the power hour? I think it's like 75 minutes. Yeah, so a 75-minute class that I basically... I sat out about a good 40 minutes of it. I forgot what you asked me. And that's fine. So basically you're talking about the power hour time frame. You sat out for 40 minutes of it. Yeah, what was the initial question you asked me? The initial question was, uh, what differences did you notice in yourself directly after? Right. So (laughs) directly after I got injured, yeah, the lightheadedness, the dizziness, the pain was like unbearable like I did not pass out which a lot of people who especially get hit you know in the chin the way I did they they will get they will lose some type of consciousness but I did not do that initially so what changes did you notice in yourself a few weeks after well okay we have to go back because after the initial injury um, I still had a dance class dance uh, rehearsal after the class and my choreographer heard me talking about getting hit in the dance improv class so by the time we actually got to the rehearsal time she was she told me straight up you're not dancing and I was like whoo relief because I didn't think I could make it and then she thought about it a little bit as we were going into the um, rehearsal and said you know are you feeling dizzy or anything and I was like yeah I'm feeling a little dizzy and I had already called Dominique you and let you know that I was um you know not feeling good and that we'll have to go to the doctor afterwards because these rehearsals were mandatory, even if you were, you know, a little injured or sick, you still had to go there and sit and watch. So I was like, yeah, I can't go until after this rehearsal. But then once I said I was dizzy, she was like, no, you need to go now, basically, and asked me if I needed a ride. And I said, no, Dominique will be able to take me. So went right away. They told me you do not have a concussion and that I was free to go back to my dance classes and everything. So I went back the next day, pretty much almost 
not passed out, but I didn't have stable. I basically couldn't move. Like I, I was falling. That's the word. I was falling. I wasn't passing out, but I was falling. And so then I ended up having to sit out of that dance class. So I was like, okay, something's definitely wrong. So I went back again and they said, no, you don't have a concussion, but you do need to do some type of like brain rest. So then they were like, you know, we can't give you a, um, this was push by the way, I'm gonna put them out there. They said, we can't excuse you from your classes. Only your teachers can do that, but we can let them know, Hey, you know, the student suffered from an injury. It would benefit them highly if they had brain rest. Now, I didn't know what that meant. My teachers also didn't know what that meant. And so I couldn't really explain it to them once I got back that, oh, yeah, they said I just need some some brain rest, but I don't have a concussion. And they told me that I would get worse symptoms like two days later, but then after that, everything would clear up. And then if it didn't come back, well, it didn't get better. It got worse and worse and worse. And so then I was like, well, I don't trust these push people. They told me to go back to dance and told me I didn't have a concussion. Something's obviously wrong. So over the weekend, I was... um googling stuff uh youtube and stuff like trying to figure out what was actually wrong with me and i'm not one of those people who like to like self-diagnose or anything but i'm like look at this point i need something and the only thing that kept coming up was traumatic brain injuries and concussions so i'm like they said i didn't have a concussion i don't know something's not right so then after that i kind of just let it go but then once a week another week went by and the symptoms weren't getting any better then i called like a neurologist or a neuro brain something um and they were like ma'am now this is a very hard thing to determine however just talking to you I can tell you right now you have a concussion I was like wow okay so what do I do now (laughs) and and yeah and so yeah back to your original question how did I feel a few weeks later a few weeks later I still felt worse so initially like the next day after I got my concussion I had so many symptoms and I had to write them down because it was too many um, but I, I was getting migraines, headaches, nausea, lightheadedness, vomiting, dizziness. I had ringing in my ear, itching in my ear, sinus infections out of nowhere, blurred, splotty vision, splotchy vision. My legs kept giving out to where I was falling, like I said, out of nowhere in my classes. I was in chronic pain, especially in my lower and my mid back. I kept having this racing heart. I had very weak strength, like I could barely push open the doors and I just remember, I thought that was very weird. I was running into the walls. I had slurred slow speech for the first like three weeks. And I was stuttering. I had bad memory loss, especially short term. I had a very short attention span and a lot of cognitive difficulty. So I was reading slower. I could not comprehend the material. I couldn't, still can't, but couldn't read past five minutes. I remember I didn't really have a loss of smell, but a big loss of taste, like nothing tasted like it has seasoning in it unless you put like a lot of hot sauce or a lot of peppers or something on there I could not taste it which made eating boring and everyone knows I love to eat so that was not that was not helpful I had a loss of appetite I was very irritable I I remember I did not have a filter like normally I would have a filter of the things that I would say but I remember I was saying like literally everything that came to my mind which you can't always do that um so I was getting in trouble with people Um, I had a huge energy loss. My body temperature changed a lot between hot and cold. I had a huge loss of motivation to do even the things that I loved. And I had bad changes with going in and out of sleep for extended hours. Couldn't do lights, couldn't do sounds. Everything messed with my head, basically. Inappropriate comments, outbursts, throwing pencils in class out of nowhere. Um, And because of this issue, I also had TMJ issues, which I didn't know at the time. But a few weeks later... 
once I was still getting the issues, um, I think it was my drama theater teacher who said, oh, you might want to, you know, go talk to a TMJ specialist since I said I got hit in the chin and just I had like problems with my mouth and like almost getting locked jaw a lot of times. So then I went and spoke to or saw TMJ specialist and they did the x-rays and everything. And they're like, yeah, I have a misaligned jaw. And that could also be the reason why I was getting a lot of these symptoms, but they didn't want to see me until they knew like the concussion symptoms went away. But then the hard part was we never knew if it was the concussion symptoms or the TMJ symptoms or a combination of both. So I never really got that fixed. It was also $6,000, which I didn't have for the surgery. So yeah, that was me a few weeks later, all these symptoms. A few weeks later, I didn't have all of these at once. I had like on a daily basis, I would probably have a good seven to 10 of these symptoms throughout the day, but not all at once like I did initially within the first three weeks. How did the symptoms you faced affect your interaction with physical activities? So I was taking, at that time, I was taking 10 classes. I think it was like 22 credit hours. I was in, like I said, dance companies. I was in Haraka. I was in Jahari. I was in just a whole bunch of organizations that required physical um physical movement specifically in vocal uh not vocal but bvoi black voices of inspiration and i'd also signed up to perform in this group and now i can't remember what the group is called but it was a dance company that came to set a piece at purdue so basically i ended up having to drop i think four classes and then i ended up getting two incomplete so i went from 10 classes to about four that semester itself and then as far as like my physical activity well two of the classes I dropped were dance classes and the PCDC dance company and then I kept my composition class just because I needed some type of movement I didn't want to drop that class because I still wanted to finish the minor and since it was composition it was based on what I could do so like my teacher already told me she would work with me and that she wouldn't she understood if I wasn't doing crazy movement so that was all on me and then I kept BVOI, which wasn't as physical, it was more so mental, trying to remember all those song lyrics. I don't think I did Jahari. But yeah, for the most part, the way it affected me was I couldn't do it. Um, Spinning, everything gave me vertigo. Like just walking gave me vertigo. So the moment I did one type of spin, it was just like, okay, now not only did it make my head like feel like it was spinning. So the room didn't feel like it was spinning. My head felt like it was spinning. And Basically, that would mess up my speech pattern. So then once I would finish doing something, now I don't know what I'm saying. Now I don't know what just happened. And that's where the short-term memory loss would come in. And people would be looking at me like, we just talked about this. What are you, like, what are you doing? And when I was doing the dance company piece that came to Purdue, because I had short-term memory loss, I'd forgotten that my partner and I had just created a new transition for us. And so I went in and did the original transition. He went in and did the new one. And I ended up getting hit pretty much the exact same way that I got injured in the first place. His head hit my chin. Now I wasn't as hard and as fast as the first one, but it definitely has some type of impact. Like I remember in that moment, I was like, it's cool. It's whatever. We got this. And he felt really, really bad. But the next day, yeah, it was, it was terrible. Yeah. Second impact is really dangerous. We learn about that since I wrestled and played football, mm-hmm. we had to take the concussion tests. I think I took those mainly for football, though. And they would talk about second impact and how when you have a concussion, you pretty much just got to give yourself a rest mm-hmm. because that second hit can really do some damage to your brain. Yeah. And uh, I remember being very 
concerned about Latrice getting second impact and she was reassuring me that it was going to be okay and that she can still be in the dance classes and you know at this point I didn't trust anybody I didn't trust push mm-hmm. and teachers and you know just the way you know this you know this is America at the end of the day you got to have money to get <laughs> treated so so you're under that pressure where somebody you care about is in need of some type of care yeah. And everybody's saying, hey, you ain't got the right insurance. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I didn't have insurance <laughs> at the time, which caused even more stress. So the biggest thing I remember after I, t- I spoke to the neurologist was he said, rest, rest, rest. And I I did. I actually didn't go to like rehearsals and stuff like that for a while. And I rested all day, which was very unlike me. Everybody knows I'm busy. I'm always doing stuff. So to drop those classes to not well, physically could not get up out of the bed most of the days. It really just. Like, I wasn't, like, sad, like, oh, my gosh, my life is over. But it really was frustrating that I couldn't do what I wanted to do. Um, And so, yeah, I didn't have health insurance. So when I originally or when I actually found out that I had a concussion, there wasn't much that I could do. And so then I ended up trying to get um, health insurance, and I did end up getting it. But then the problem was because I was a new patient, they wouldn't see me for three to six months. So like I needed to get therapy, physical therapy and other speech therapy. But they were like, well, we won't be able to see you for three to six months because they're booked and I'm a new patient. And that's just the way it goes. Um, So that was very, very frustrating. So then I was like, well, I kind of need this now. And the doctor had already told me at that point that it shouldn't last more than three to six months. So it's like if you can't see me right now, how is that helping me? That's a good transition into, um, at some point, once your symptoms did not stop, Mm -hmm. you had realized that you had post-concussion syndrome. Right. Now, what was the process of finding that out like? So, the process for that, I I didn't go back to push. Um, Like I said, at this point, I think I'd gotten um, health insurance, or I at least attempted to. So, we were going to the doctor, like, every day, every week, pretty much. And so then I started having to pay, like, every time I went in, I had to pay $50 to, you know, $100 for these visits just for them to tell me what I already knew was that I suffered from some type of injury that's messing with my cognitive. Um, And so then after that, they were like, well, it's not a concussion because a concussion only lasts up to this point in time period. So then I was like, okay, then what's wrong? And people just weren't believing me. Um, So that's when I went, like I said, did my Google search again. And that's when I found post-concussion syndrome. And I was like, huh, this describes literally everything that I'm going through with the light sensitivity, the sound sensitivity, the short attention span, like all, all that stuff. I was like, wow, this is what I'm going through. So then once I found that out, that's when I talked back to the original neurologist who was from Indianapolis not from Purdue. And I spoke to him about that. And he said, yes. And then he told me the steps that I needed to do. He was like, you basically, he was like, here are your options. You either leave for the entire semester to give your body like full 100% body rest, or you speak to your dean of students and see what type of things they can help you with as far as like your classes and controlling all of that. So of course I was like, uh, I'm in my junior year, it's spring semester. I'm doing great academically. I am not about to get out of school because I already know like I got my full year paid off. I'm not coming back. (laughs) Um, And that's just ridiculous. I was like, okay, I was really under the impression that these symptoms would go away so soon. So I was like, okay, I'll just drop these classes. Like I was taking 10 classes, but they weren't, you know, math and science and things like that. It was mostly full of dance. So dropping most of the dance classes actually helped me a lot. And then I had my theater courses. 
So yeah, once I figured out that I had post-concussion syndrome, I went and spoke to the Dean of Students or emailed the Dean of Students who referred me to the Disability Resource Center. And I had already spoken to a lady at the Disability Resource Center in the previous semester. So it was like, oh, okay, well, let me make sure I talk to this lady. She basically hooked me up and was like, oh my gosh, girl, yes, we can help you out and blah, blah, blah. And this was after I'd already spoken to many, many people who basically said they could not help, um, including some of the people at the Disability Resource Center. And so she basically said, we need you to do, well, I had to go to the neurologist and actually get physical done where they said, yes, this student has post-concussion syndrome. So once I got that, they had to forward that over or fax it over to Disability Resource Center. Then we were able to, like I said, drop my classes and like I, I started getting more time on exams. I couldn't take the exams in the classroom. I had to be in very quiet space, um, allowed to wear my sunglasses. Oh yeah, I had to start wearing sunglasses because I realized that's also why I was getting many of the migraines that I was getting was from my light sensitivity. And for the most part, all of my teachers worked with me when it came to addressing post-concussion syndrome, but there were a few of them who basically were just like, I don't get it. And when are you going to be okay? Which is the question everybody kept asking. When is this going to be over? And I'm like, I don't know. They said, you know, it could be up to three months. And then once I got past that three month time frame, it was like, you still got this post-concussion syndrome? Yep, sure do. Um, and then it was, they were like, well, it can last up to six months. And then after six months, I'm like, still here. And they're like, well, sometimes, you know, rare cases last up to a year. And I'm like, a year? I'm not trying to deal with this for a year. And and now you see two and a half years later, I'm still dealing with it. Yes. And again, another perfect transition. When did you anticipate your symptoms would go away? And from the very beginning, I thought it was going to be a week. <laughs> um, I was very hopeful because I was resting. Like, I know people would disagree maybe, but I was not doing anything majority of the day. And I was also working like three three jobs at this at this time too. And so for me, I was like, oh, you know, I talked to people who had concussions. Like a lot of my residents and my past residents were like, oh, I had a concussion, you know, after two months, everything went away. So I was like, oh, okay, you know this is going to go away. And in the doctors, they have to tell you, you know, up to three months, up to six months, because they don't want you to stress out. So the more you stress out, you know, the worse it is for your recovery time. And so also read that after realizing six months, you know, it didn't go away. And so now I'm stressing out because I'm like, will I really have to drop out of school? And how am I going to pay for this? And where am I going to live? And all this. So now I'm stressing out about things I never was stressing out about beforehand, which, like I said, it worsens your recovery time. So you were saying that some of the your instructors didn't understand. What are some parts of post-concussion syndrome that you have to experience to understand? So every concussion is different. And some people literally recover from their concussion within a week. Some people recover within two weeks. Some people, it takes them, you know, three to six months to recover. And some people, they never actually recover. So the first thing that you have to know is you got to get a head injury or, you know, you have to experience a concussion for yourself, but then also know that it's you and your body and that's how you recover is not going to be how I recover or the next person recovers. The biggest thing that I wanted people to understand is the light sensitivity and the sound sensitivity. So before the concussion, I could be around bright lights all day long. I was cool. I was great. Now my attention span wasn't, I'm not going to say, oh, I had the greatest attention span, but I, when I needed to focus, I could. After this concussion, I was in Every conversation possible, everything caught my attention. There was no way I could focus on what the teacher was saying. Like I said, reading, 
I'm a creative writing major. I'm a poet. Everything that I'm doing in these classes is focused on reading. I cannot read past five minutes at a time. So the biggest thing I want people to understand is all this homework and assignments, anything like that that you're expecting of these students, it's not going to happen. And and then for a student like me, who I am a go-getter and I do normally before the concussion, I push past whatever pain I'm going through. If I see that the teacher is expecting me to still do these types of assignments, now I'm pushing myself and I just learned, you know, within this week that you shouldn't do that. You know, pushing your, yourself to keep reading and doing those things it actually worsens your symptoms. So I think some of the stuff that I did to not upset my teachers or not upset the people around me in the organizations I was a part of, I worsened my symptoms by pushing myself to do more and to to not just feel tired and things like that. The outbursts or the inappropriate comments it's a real thing it's not a scapegoat it's not an excuse like I had recorded myself doing some stuff and I'm like wow what was I what was I thinking what was I doing and I know I make a lot of jokes about it but I'm like in reality it's a real thing and you you just really won't understand unless you you get this type of head injury because of the concussion because of the way your brain is affected from the initial head injury, it can lead to other problems. So for some people, that leads to anxiety, it leads to depression. For me, it just led to more physical injuries. So I ended up, because I was getting migraines so much and I never had migraines or headaches before the concussion. Um, I probably had like one in my life before then. But after that head injury, I had to hold my head a certain way so that my head wouldn't feel like it was hurting as much, which caused a lot of tension in my neck. And I remember one day I got up because I needed to go to a a awards banquet of some sort. And right as soon as I got up, my neck felt like it had snapped in two. And I was in, I like yelled out. And I remember Dominique was scared. He was in the bathroom. He didn't know what happened. And I'm like, I can't move my neck. Like it was very, very painful. And so I ended up having to wear a neck brace for like, three to five months and now people are looking at me like what is Dominique doing to Latrice is he like I actually had people come up to me and say you know I can help you I mean are you okay you can wink at me if you know like they were looking at me and Dominique thinking because I had sunglasses on and a neck brace okay I get it it looks very sketchy and in today's times with domestic violence I understand I mean especially when it was getting warmer and Dom had his tank tops on his muscles all out People just, I don't know, they were overdoing it. So it's very annoying. And then for people to make fun of you wearing this stuff, like, oh, she's being so dramatic. It's like, you didn't go through the pain. And even if you did go through the pain, you experienced it differently than I experienced it. And, And just actually be there supporting that person. Don't talk down on them or think that they're making stuff up. Believe them until they give you a real reason not to believe them, essentially. What advice would you give to somebody who has post-concussive syndrome, or my bad, post-concussion syndrome, regardless of their age? Rest, rest, rest. And even when you think you're resting too much, rest again. I would also say get around people who are supportive. And if you don't have those people physically there with you, go on YouTube go on forums um like when I first was looking at post-concussion syndrome there were no real big videos on YouTube like there was like one or two now a year later um in 2017 there's so many more videos talking about what to do with post-concussion syndrome and and I'm like had I seen this I would have been able to tell all those neurologists hey this is you know these are people who study this because many people don't know about concussions and post-concussion syndrome they're just now coming to the forefront because of the concussion movie Um, and football and athletes and yeah they just treat it a lot differently so I would tell anybody who actually has it be patient be kind to yourself it's okay if you make mistakes it's okay if you forget it's okay if you fall down 
And it's also okay if you have to, you know, tell people to turn the music down. If you can't go out to parties or big events all the time, that is absolutely okay. According to the research, it's supposed to end at some point. So there's hope. And if, and even if the symptoms, all of your symptoms don't go away, be grateful for the ones that did go away and just be grateful to be alive is what I'd say to somebody is find what makes you happy, which is what I was able to do. I, I didn't focus so much on my concussion um, symptoms. It mostly only came up when I was speaking to other people and they kept asking, when is it going to end? And why are you doing this? And blah, blah, blah. So then that's when it gets frustrating. But for the most part, you kind of just live your life. Really good. Part two on the way, everybody. <laughs>